Nash. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is nobody because I left my fucking recorder in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, I left about three podcasts in, Air, in Arizona and all the audio from the tour that I was going to use for um, uh, for the 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 for the video because we got tons of video. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, content that we got, and I left a lot of it on that recorder. Luckily, I talked to uh, the guy at Last Exit Live, and uh, he found it. And he's going to send it back to me. So hopefully uh, we get some Skanks Roots Project tour stuff happening here. Uh, podcast coming up here. Um, hopefully. So my bad, everybody. That That's something I do need to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I left my recorder. Uh, as soon as I got to California, I, I just stayed as high as possible. Um, that's just how it went. And... Uh, Anyways, let's jump into this. So what I'm going to do on this one is just sort of, we've done the breakdowns before. We did it for South by Southwest. So this is basically the Skanks Roots Project uh, tour review. I don't know. (laughs) The breakdown. So it it was fine. Everything was fine. I I usually have my horrible anxiety before any trips away from the family or anything like that. Or, or if I have to, any any trips, any big trips, I, I get a lot of anxiety. And this was no exception. Um, I, I sort of had it under control all week leading up to leaving for San Diego. And uh, on the last day, like right before bed, I had a, a complete meltdown. Uh, just, just horrible reaction to life. Um, there's a lot going on medically in my family and also, you know, music and all this stuff, uh, tour, all that stuff is, uh, it gangs up on you and I let it get to me and I flipped out on my family. So it, that was a very rude and shitty way to start this whole process. Um, it, it definitely did not make me feel good. Uh, leaving my family behind like that, especially because my wife was pretty upset with me for a few days, and uh, we we talked, you know, it was civil, but it was mostly just, you know, uh, very very cold back and forths. And where, well, not from me. I I was trying to, because I know I fucked up. It, it, you know, this here's the thing: is like. Most of the time when we're flipping out like that on our family, it's not because of my or your family. It's because something else is cooking in the background. Uh, a, a lot of time people are just just blow through life, not even stopping to pay attention. And, it, you know, like for someone who is very self-conscious, as someone who does analyze a lot of their own behavior and other people's behavior, um, it, it was... Uh, it was it was a slip in such a shitty direction uh, because i've been working so hard to not do that so for me to flip out and just start yelling and blah you know children are crying it's just 
it's awful. It was an awful way to leave the family. So it, it, it made for a few depressive days after following, uh, you know, uh, my departure. So I, I fly out from San Diego and, or I'm sorry, I'm from Detroit to San Diego. And um, already the Spirit Airline is, is living up to their name. <laughs> if you have never f- flown Spirit, then, uh, well, Spirit... If spirit's not so bad, as long as you know going into it what you're getting into, uh, I I think it's uh it's it's fine. It's a fine. It's the airline's fine. It's just people people get there and then all of a sudden they have to pay for their carry-ons and and, and like if they didn't read the fine print, they get there and they're surprised and they're not happy at all. So. The, that's one of the things that people hate about Spirit is that, you know, you have to pay for everything. But that's the whole thing, man. You get these cheap tickets and it, and then you then you have to pay for the add-ons. It's like Fiverr. It's, you pay $5 for a little shitty design, but if you want them to color it and, you know, add any kind of uh, texture to it, you know, that there's add-ons. So that's basically what it is, and that's fine. As long as you know that going into it. But Spirit, uh, I don't know what it is. They were blaming it on San Diego Airport. I, I believe it. But I was in, we were on the tarmac for fucking an hour and a half after we landed. And then the same shit on the way back from San Diego to Detroit. So the reason why I said all of that is because going into uh, this, going flying into San Diego, we had a show that night in Monterey. Monterey is about six to eight hours from San Diego, depending on what time you leave because of Los Angeles. As like literally because of Los Angeles. If you live in Southern California, you have to just add about three hours, three to four hours to any trip if you have to go through Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, it, it, it just, it, it depends. It depends on like if, if we were going to get there on time, we didn't know. So, I, I mean, I was going to get there at like nine or something and we were going to be able to pick everyone up by like 10 and then out of there and have plenty of time to go and get to the venue early, go get some food and hang out. No, that's not how it went down. I had to wait for my bags. I I was on the tarmac for an hour. We didn't end up leaving San Diego until like probably noon or something. It was fucking bananas. Um, I wasn't upset though, you know. I was mostly feeling bad because I I left my my house in ruins, my family and everything uh, all upset and angry at me. But anyways, so we book it out to Monterey. It was me, uh, Eddie, Eddie Blunt, um, C Major, Chris Murray, and Purple Sam, Sam Guest, and um, uh, Eddie's wife Mavi came with us, and we had a pickup truck because we we just we just got a pickup truck for this run, and uh, our asses fell asleep on the way up there. It was awesome, uh, it, you know. It was just good old fun old times. So we uh, we get to Monterey and we actually pull in on time. Which I gotta say, there was a theme this this run is we were on time to every gig. The, and and most of the time we are not on time to every gig so it was a very big change of events and um i, I also gotta say starting at uh, south by southwest this year um this band has been playing together for for years and years and i feel like this year we've come together and like made like like we are playing at our best right now 
So uh, the Monterey show was pretty awesome. It was with Dan Kelly. He is the singer of Fortunate Youth. Got to hang out with Dan. Very nice fella, that Dan Kelly. Uh, I was going to do a podcast with him, but I hadn't eaten at all since I flew into San Diego. Uh, We had like some shitty gas station food on the way to Monterey, but like... Chris's has dietary restriction. He's doing keto. So, and I've done that. I've had to do keto on the road before. That shit sucks because, like, everybody's mowing on this free pizza that the bar bought the band, but you're sitting there just watching them eat bread and you're just like, fuck, what am I going to eat? Um, you, I mean, you can just tear the cheese off the top of them. Cheese and pepperoni and toppings, just tear that off. By the way, if you're on a keto diet and you're on the road and you have pizza and shit, just tear off a piece off, uh, just tear that cheese and shit right off the top there. Just fuck them. And Chris, there was a, well, there was a point where we were eating pizza at the bar and Chris had to sit there and watch us. And I was like, dude, just take the fucking cheese off there. And he's such a polite guy. He didn't want to take it off. And, and, uh, you know, before everyone was done smashing. So he ate like one piece of cheese (laughs) off the top of one piece of pizza, uh, and starved. But no, he figured it out. Anyways, uh, so Monterey, uh, Dan Kelly, I, I hadn't eaten, and I had every intentions of asking him if he wanted to do the podcast, but I hadn't eaten, my brain wasn't functioning correctly, I had to get some food, so me and Junior, the drummer, we went and found a taco shop, it had some tacos, and by, by, by the time I got back to the club, it was time to go, it was time to play, so we got back there 15 minutes later, we were on stage, so we play. it was an awesome set awesome crowd there was people there to see us and of course to see dan mostly people there to see dan but there was people there to see us which was fantastic we 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 love that um uh, i have to say this is the first time on the road where there has been like a lot of people coming to see it. not a lot but like a good amount of people in the crowd see it you know we've had it we we got fans and we can pull people and and uh you know but like monterey is a market new market for us that was something somewhat of a surprise i guess that's not a new market i don't know why i'm surprised we've been traveling through these towns for years so i don't know why i'm that surprised but it, it was awesome so anyways uh the set goes great dan goes on he does an acoustic set i i did some filming of that so i'll be releasing some uh shit on on instagram uh you should go check that out because uh, instagram we speak english good anyways we do the we do that uh uh dan does the show and then the whole plan was to sort of trap dan on the stage um so mo animal cruise he he uh he he put the band together he owns the jade club in he didn't put the band together but he put the show together he owns the jade club in monterey where we played and uh he had this grand plan of of sort of trapping dan or getting dan to stay and having srp back him and have us play some songs so um i I, you know i watched dan for a little while but then the weight of the day kicks in and you know i'm in ohio time and i'm in california 
California takes an exorbitant amount of energy to function in anyways. And so coming from Ohio, I'm, I was so tired. I had shit for sleep because, I mean, I couldn't sleep after yelling at my family before I have to go fly across the country. Oh, and by the way, there was a bunch of fucking earthquakes that had recently happened in, in California when I, um, around the time of my departure, which, which we're getting there too. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I went backstage and I just passed out while Dan was playing and, and it was the acoustic show. So it was a beautiful way to pass out. Honestly, I just fell asleep to the sounds of Dan Kelly singing fortunate youth songs. It was very nice. So, uh, so all of a sudden I get woken up out of my slumber and they're like, you gotta get back up there. You gotta go. And that was their grand plan being enacted was us just charging the stage while Dan was still on there. He was trying, he was actually trying to leave. He was like, all right guys, have a good night. And they fucking, and he was like, we're going to do this last song. And it's a Bob Marley cover. And, um, he didn't invite us on stage. He didn't ask us to come join him. They just shoved Eddie on stage, and I can't remember. It was a Bob Marley song, and which it's like one of those Bob Marley songs. Is like most Bob Marley songs are super easy. It was the one that like has all these weird changes and shit in it, and I can't remember. I can't even remember what it was. And and they were like, "Go up there and shred," and I'm just like, well, "I don't even know this song. Like, what what am I even gonna do with this?" And, and they're like, "Just go up and do something. Just do something." I'm like, fine. So I go up there. I'm tired. I'm high. You know, like high and tired is like some of the hard is is like one of the hardest ways of being. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and apologize right now. I don't care. I'm going to say I'm sorry. I'm, my brain is mashed potatoes right now. So if this sounds all crazy and not put together, it's because that's the, the actual uh, that is how my brain is functioning right now. So I can't think of the good words to say. Uh, I'm gonna lose track of where I'm at. I did write some shit down so I could uh, so I can stay on track here. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, um, Dan. So Dan, we played the song and then we for- they forced Dan into playing another song. So we ended up playing some songs that we know, and we really start cooking. And like all of a sudden, my energy's back. The crowd's into it, and and fucking, it's a party. It's a fucking party. So we rip it, and finally Dan gets off the stage, and then SRP does a whole nother set. So that's not really what we were hired for, but that's what happened. And sometimes you just do what you're told. That's what I did. Uh, it was great, though. Like, the show was wonderful. Like, the crowd loved us. The like crowd stayed stuck around. Uh, Dan, you know, was off stage partying with everybody. And um, they stuck around. Everybody just stuck around. So it was really nice that there were people there to actually see us. And there were people there to see Dan. And people there to see music and hang out and, and enjoy themselves. So that was wonderful. And, and I couldn't have been happier. So before we leave the the show, we're out back talking. And uh, um, the band is. And Junior, his wife, is telling me that uh, in Patterson, where we have another gig, the next night, it was the Saturday gig, and then because uh, this was Friday night in Monterey, and then Saturday we had Patterson, Sunday we had Sacramento. So um, Patterson is a hometown to Skanky and Junior, who is the other half of the band, and <laughs> and motherfucking uh, 
Junior's wife calls him and is like, hey, there's an earthquake going on right now. Like, their whole house was shaking. And so this was the Ridgewood. I don't know if you guys heard of the Ridgewood. I think that's what they're calling it. This was part of the Ridgewood, which was a 7.1. Now, my history with fucking earthquakes, I've only had one experience. It was Easter, like maybe 2010, 2011. And it was a fucking nightmare. Fuck that. I was at Ralph's in San Diego and I, I I was at a self-checkout. All of a sudden, the screen starts shaking. And I think I'm tripping. I'm like, what the fuck? So I look away from it because it kind of is like messing with my vision. And all of a sudden, I see this huge black guy running and like just <laughs> running out the door. Like, fuck it as fast as he can. Like, just pushing old ladies out of the way. That's not true. He wasn't pushing old ladies out of the way. He was just a big... It, 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 and the only reason why I say that because he there was a disproportion of reaction of between him and the other people around him so it was like him panicking running the fuck outside while other people around him are trying to figure out what's going on basically this black dude knew exactly what was going on as soon as it was happening and was like i'm the fuck out of here and you can't blame him for that I'm not trying to point anything out or or say anything about race or anything. I'm just saying he was a big black guy who was very aware of his situation. And it stuck out to me because of how aware he was of his situation. He was very, he was hyper aware. And so my brain slowly starts turning like, oh, that guy's panicking. The the monitor's shaking. I look around and the fucking lights, the the fluorescent lights are shaking, are swaying back and forth in the, in the ceiling. I'm like, oh, this is this is an earthquake. This is what's happening. So I, I immediately turn to run out the door. And, and by the way, I just want to add this. Not before, before I scurried out the door, I grabbed my unpaid for items first. So let me tell you, in the moment of panic, my brain immediately goes to looting. So I start running towards the door with my shit and I realized that I don't have Raina because Raina had gone to the back of the store to get chicken. So I'm like, Fuck. So I turn around to go find Raina and we had just been dating for like a little bit at this time. So like, I mean, I could have easily just ran out the door without her, but like, eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, she was cool, but, uh, you know, it just wasn't our time to shine. Um, no, I, I wasn't that big of a dick. I, I was deeply in love with her, and I ran back for her. But just to find her walking up the aisle laughing, he, she thought that shit was funny. She's like, ha, 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 ha. like boxes of cereal are falling, and she's dodging shit off the shelves that's falling to, on her head. It, it's nuts. It, it was fucking chaos. So we get out, and uh, we're fine. You know, everything was fine. But I, you know, I have. But ever since then, I have my my equilibrium has been fucked up. And so every once in a while, I'll be standing in the shower and I'll have to stand still because I think I'm in an earthquake. And I live in Ohio now where there is zero earthquakes. And I still have to stop sometimes and make sure the earth isn't shaking and then process like you're in Ohio. There is no shaking here. So, by the way, so this is 
this is all cooking in my head in Monterey. I, I don't like earthquakes. I already have this like horrible anxiety about leaving my family. And every time I leave my family behind, I just picture me dying in the van because Eddie cut somebody off and lost control of the van or the airplane crashes or or fucking, I don't know, a fucking active shooter. Just oh, It's just how my brain works. It's terrible. I don't like it. it I'm, I'm trying to change my brain the way it thinks, but it's very hard. It's very hard, and it takes a long time, and that's, that's just how it is. So, Junior tells me about this fucking earthquake in Patterson, and we're going to Patterson directly after the show in Monterey. We're staying in Patterson because that's where our next show is, and that's where Skanky lives, so we're staying with Skanky. And my, oh, my God. So, this is what's in the back of my head as we're driving to Patterson and I'm high and so that exacerbates everything. I'm stoned as fuck. Oh god. And, and Junior doesn't he sees that shit. Junior what's funny about Junior is he's fucking he's a very smart dude and fucking he'll he he can see when you're hurting and he knows <laughs> and he knows what to do and what to say while you're hurting. Um not maliciously. It's kind of funny, but it's it's uh I mean, it's kind of malicious, uh, but he just saw that I was all kind of tripping out and he just kept saying shit. Uh, it wasn't helping. Anyways, uh, so we get to Patterson. Everything's fine. There's no earthquakes and, you know, we pass out and it was a long ass day. So uh, the next morning I wake up and Patterson has uh, has dispensaries. And so like in my head, I just like I had to go get weed. I, cause I got to San Diego, we were in transit. I mean, some of the band members had some weed, but like, I didn't have my own weed and I'm like, fuck this. I need to go get my own weed. So we went to the dispensary over there. It's very nice. I got this fucking vape pen cart that was knocked my dick off. I'm just now finishing it, um, here in Ohio. It is fucking knocked my dick off. I no longer have a dick. It's off. It's gone. That fucking vape pen fucking took care of that anyways so <laughs> patterson was interesting we get to the club there's um beer bottles just stacked in, in walls of beer bottles stacked where we're supposed to perform and they're just like well do you want us to move the boxes and shit and, and so this is a local bar there and um and they're just they don't give a fuck they're like the only bar in patterson and they give zero to no fucks about, you know, your comfort as a band. But we made it work. Um, they were missing chords. They said they had their own PA. They didn't really have their own PA. I mean, they did, but they didn't. Uh, they were missing chords. They were missing stands. They were missing microphones. They wanted our ID for their shitty chords that didn't even match that it didn't even go to the PA. It was fucking bananas. So we literally had to go out and buy um, a Walmart microphone, a karaoke microphone, one of those quarter inch, direct to quarter inch microphones that you use, those cheap little plastic pieces of shit. Um, we called everybody we knew in the area. Everyone was out of town. It's summer. Everyone's on the road gigging. Uh, we, it, it was fucking nuts. I couldn't believe it. Like we could not find shit, but, but we ended up going to buying duct tape. There was missing mic clips and shit. 
So what we ended up doing was going and missing uh, or going and uh, buying duct tape. Uh, we duct tape our banner up. We duct tape the microphone to a cymbal stand. Um, um, Skanky was using the cheap microphone. But at the end of it, it fucking sounded really good. So as of yesterday, I posted a, uh, a video from the Patterson uh, on my Instagram, which is at We Speak English Good. Go check out my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Um, it, it's, it's it's fucking lit over there, son. Uh, but I, I put a video of us playing Jailhouse Rockin', uh, Israel Vibrations cover, which we killed. Um, so we ended up literally duct taping our Patterson show together. And Sam came up with this fun little thing because our intro is... Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so he went... He went, duct tape the banner. <laughs> and that was our little inside joke. I know that's not funny to you, but like to me, it was very funny every time he did it in the van. Also, uh, Papa Billy's, uh, da, 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 and I'll be feeling like a rock star. That was our theme song for the weekend or for the, the two weeks because. Um, post malone is the shit <laughs> and and it was just a theme that kept coming up actually we just kept on hearing the song i mean it's a popular song right now so um i'd be popping pilly fucking hoes like a rock star i don't know. see i'm terrible at it but anyways um we duct tape our fucking show together literally duct tape the show together i mean like from the time we walked into the patterson to the end of like to the beginning of us playing we had no idea if we were even gonna do the show eddie was like we should just cancel this shit why the fuck are we gonna put ourselves through this bullshit we we don't we don't deserve this <laughs> and uh on some level he's right we we didn't deserve that but we made it happen motherfucker and and not only did we make it happen, people came out to see us. And not only did people come out to see us, but they had a great fucking time. Uh, Ejah Selectus stopped by and he fucking got up on the microphone and he was spitting some heat. Uh, we just we we played all night. It was it was awesome. I I it was a wonderful night. People hometown. It was a hometown reception. Um, you know, people just came out and hung out with us. We we just it, it was it was really nice. It was really nice. It was probably one of the better shows we've ever had at the the New Frontier in Patterson. And so, thank you so much for everyone who came out to that. That was wonderful. Just family all night. And uh, so we did that. And um, you know, we, we you have sometimes you have to duct tape your fucking shows together, bro. That's just how it goes. So the next night was Sacramento, and uh, our friend Mariana, she invited us out to her pool party, which if you go on my Instagram, you can see that she was shooting, we were doing uh, uh, pool golf, I guess is what they call it. And uh, I was terrible at it, of course, but uh, it was a good time. It, it was a little pool party before the show. It was a Sunday show. So let me tell you, I'm not even going to mention the name of the fucking club that we played because they're such aspie longers um this is what happens when we get there um we're supposed to be there Loden's at four we get there the manager comes up and is like oh did no one tell you and it's like no it's like yeah um the show got pushed back because of the united states versus mexico soccer game 
which the whole place was just completely full. I mean, the place was huge. It was a beautiful stage, a huge stage, huge LCD monitor behind the stage, which people were watching the game. And, um, yeah, so they were like, yeah, after the game, you know, we'll, we'll start the first band. So we're like, all right, we got there early. We just hung out in Sacktown for a while. Oh, actually, we went back to Mariana's and hung out because it was like, why the fuck are we going to stay here for the next three hours? So we went and hung out at the pool party. Thank you, Mariana, and your awesome um, husband, who I can't remember his name. Fuck, I'm sorry. He's a firefighter. God bless him. Such a nice guy. Um, those Mariana, Ragamuffin Radio, by the way, that's been part of this podcast several times. Go check out Ragabuffin Radio. Um, I love Mariana. I love what she does over there. She's uh, she's a great. <clears throat> she she has her own podcast. Her own well, it's not a podcast. It's actually a, a, a reggae ra- radio show called Ragamuffin Radio. And she's talked to some of the biggest names in reggae. So you should definitely go check her out. So she invited us over to uh, to hang out, and uh, it was fun. You know, everybody's having some drinks. We're smoking some weed doing that shit uh so we go back to the club and uh the other bands are there everyone's confused they they're trying to make us pay for fucking food and shit i'm just like what the fuck is going on over here so um we start the first band oh so first and just just for pure transparency here they the room was full of about 200 people and what they did to to get into the show is fifteen dollars, which I think is too expensive to see Skanks Roots Project. Fifteen dollars, you know, too much money. Uh, I I'm I love the five dollar shows personally. I think though, like every show should be five bucks. But I I know I know that no one's getting paid off of music right now, so you gotta get your money where you can. So I'm not hating. I'm just saying five dollars is a reasonable five to ten dollars. How about that? Five to ten dollars is a reasonable amount of money to pay for a band. Five dollars if the band doesn't have much cachet. Ten dollars if they are fucking the shit. So come on. I I mean, I. Well, that's a whole nother discussion. So we get there. We start the, the, they they announce to the crowd who's been drinking all day watching the show. Hey, if you haven't paid fifteen dollars to get in here, you need to leave and come back and pay the fifteen dollars. So immediately everybody left, and that and that was it. That was it. We just played for the other bands. So that bar sucked. So basically what they did to try to get 15 more dollars out of an already full bar, they told everybody to leave and pay $15 after they paid like $200, $300 on food and drinks while the game was going on for the last three hours. It was fucking bananas. But it was nice because we actually had fans who came out. The problem was is that the show was changed. None of the, the promoter who hired us for this show was fired a week before. So the guy who even booked the show was like not even present, not answering texts. You know, like we, we didn't know what was going on. We had people who actually showed up at the time of the show who just left because they didn't couldn't get in. So it was kind of a disaster, but we had fun. We played for the other bands. We They reduced their set. Like everybody played their whole like hour. Our set got reduced to about 20 minutes. Um, which was fine because they paid us in full. So I'm not going to sit here and talk shit, too much shit. But come on, man. That's just mismanagement. It was terribly mismanaged uh, 
shit going on there. So I'm not going to mention the name of the bar, but they paid us. So, uh, you know, we got basically got paid really well to play 20 minutes. So I'm not going to sit here and shit talk too much. But like, come on, man! You you cut your losses after after like. Here's the thing: they 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 told everyone to leave to pay fifteen more dollars for the show because I I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to pay the bands. They were trying to use the door money to pay the bands, and it's like you would have made so much more money with keeping people there, paying for drinks. Because, like, I mean, if they would have put a little bit more thought into it, all they would have had to do is have the band set up. As soon as the game was over, first band starts right in, and people are in. You you got a whole room full of people. Um, I remember seeing some people that uh, some people knew us and was asking us, "Oh, hey, we've been here." You know, there were some people who were there to see us who stayed for a little while, but it, the whole thing was just a mess. I, I'm not, you know, I can't just sit here and fucking. I don't know. Whatever. Chando's. Oh, I said Chando's. God damn. Anyways, it was a mess, but we had a good time. We met uh, other good bands, and we had, uh, except for Salarosa, fuck Salarosa. You guys suck. I don't even care. I'm just going to say it. We've played with them several times. Over the years, they haven't gotten better, okay? You haven't gotten better. Why haven't you gotten better? It's been like five years, bro. Like, we played with them in Stockton and in Patterson, I think. They've been terrible for years. How the fuck do you stay terrible for years? Like, like that means that you really, there's no growth going on in that band. Like, zero growth. So, like, isn't that frustrating? Like, if your band is terrible for years, that means that you're a bad band and that you should find other people to play with. It's like... If you if you're if you put some if you put in time, like ten years into a band, and they're still terrible and they still make people want to leave every time you play, then that's a bad band. You know what I mean? Like after ten years, after five years, a band should be pretty fucking solid, bro. Like that's not. It's just, I mean, like, are you you're putting in no time? They're like. Like, when I see a band that's been around for five years, it's just, like, they call themselves a band, and they, they book shows, but they don't practice. They don't do nothing. Okay, I'm not going to go into this. Celerosa sucks. They, they, they even added, like, a screamer, a guy who screams, who's terrible, too. Okay? Celerosa sucks. Okay, I said it publicly. I don't care if I see them ever again. Um, okay, so th- that was the first run. Uh, I, and then, so... We ran back down to San Diego on Monday, and um, basically we just got. I got. We got back into San Diego, and means I stayed with Sam, and we just crashed until the next day. Oh, excuse me, I'm yawning. It's early. So, um, and then basically all week it was just me fucking being a boring musician. Life. It was like I had to go do laundry. I went to the gym. I did stay in the hood, and so like. <laughs> There was one day where I was walking to the gym. I had to walk. It was like a mile walk to the gym. It was a YMCA. Very nice facility in the middle of the hood. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, you got to walk through the hood to get there. And I wasn't going to take a fucking $5 Uber, $6 Uber for a mile walk. Fuck that. I'm on a budget. So, uh, 
a couple of times, uh, one of the time, the first time, the first day I walked to the gym, I'm walking down the street and some older haggard street lady comes out of the, the alley and she starts yelling, are you going to rape me? Are you going to rape me in the alley? <laughs> See, I can't even do it. She's, she's basically, are you going to rape me in the alley? Are you going to rape me in the alley? And she's yelling this down the block. That's fucked up. You can't just rape women on Alcohol Boulevard. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. So I literally stop. And if, like, I, I know, like, I mean, like, I physically was just like, ugh. Like, my shoulders drooped. My head fell to the side. I, I sighed. I was like, ugh. Like, what a bother. <laughs> well, and it's not that, like, I don't have any problem with that older street woman yelling or whatever. It's just that I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't have any problem that she's there other than that she's in my way, which makes it sound much worse. But, look, I mean, there's a difference. I I try to help with the homeless, all right? I give money. I, I, I look them in the eye. I uh, I say hello to them. I, I treat them like people. Okay, hold on. Here's Raina. She's calling me. What's up, baby? You're on the podcast. Oh, I didn't know you had a podcast. Hi. Hi. No, I'm just doing a, a wrap-up so my, so my listeners don't abandon the show completely. Okay. Well, go do your thing. What, what were you, what's up? I was just seeing if you guys were awake and if you watered my plants. Oh, not yet, but I'm going to do that immediately after this. Okay, I'm going to hold you to it. Okay, you can even call me back in like a half hour if you want. Alright. Alright, bye. Bye, Kate. Bye, Kate. Oh, isn't she lovely? Oh my god, she just got these booty shorts. Oh my god, they're incredible. Um, anyways, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, so street lady, street woman. I think she was a prostitute. Anyways, so I turn around. I see her. I, I, you know, I do the physical sigh, ugh, and I turn around, just like an entitled American. I, I, I turn around and went around the block, all right? I just turned around. I was like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not gonna get harassed by this prostitute i'm not gonna get harassed by a prostitute okay it's too early it was like eight o'clock in the morning fuck that so i turn around go around the corner and lower like all of a sudden this this lady just pops up out of nowhere like just like you got a cigarette like she meets me on the side she walks down the alley just to cut me off at the pass and hit me up for a cigarette i was like no i don't got a fucking cigarette man you know like ugh Anyways, so that was one of the times. Uh, and then, like, another time I had to avoid a pile of pee. Um, I had to, you know, a pile of human shit. Um, there was roosters that I had to avoid a couple times. That's one thing about the hood is, like, you're always going to find roosters, gunshots, and probably piles of pee on the thing. But, man, I, I don't know. As someone who kind of grew up in the hood, I, I feel like... it. <laughs> I feel like there's a realness to it that 
that you just there's a realness to to the hood that that just lacks everywhere else and and uh there's there's a realness um that speaks to like you have to be super aware of your environment all the time <laughs> you know what i mean like you just need to be aware uh i think that's what happens with people who live comfortably in the suburbs they don't get used to having this sense of awareness this spatial awareness because in the hood you got to have spatial awareness because right? somebody could fucking come up on you out of nowhere so it's like i don't walk around with my headphones in you know like i fuck it yeah i'm just vigilant and i know my wife would call me just scared but i think that if you don't have some kind of fear for your life that you're not a human being okay so to have a little fear of death is not a bad thing fear is a completely natural thing it's just how do you react and how do you act in those moments where those fears come to life come to fruition how do you act do you run away or do you stand and fight do you crumble i have a feeling i'll just crumble anyways moving on uh i did laundry it was fun i mean like i just sweat it was gross i mean it smells bad uh i i was doing laundry and at the laundromat it was in the hood uh, I was just sitting there, and just this horrible smell of piss-soaked shit hit my nose, and like there was no one around, there was nothing in the oh, there was nothing in the trash can next to me. There was like it was literally just drifted in from the streets, so I had to move. I relocated to the back of the laundromat. So I just thought you guys would like to know about my piss and shit adventures in San Diego. <laughs> I was staying in City Heights which is yeah it's i was i was grateful i stay in city heights in ob actually uh ocean beach anyways so um i did end up making an 80 synthwave beat i know i announced a couple weeks ago on my instagram that i'm going to be doing this 80 synthwave album we'll see if that actually happens i don't know i mean it was great i made this new song uh with c uh c c major at c major studios with uh chris murray who is the bass player of skin project it was awesome like we uh he has uh he has a couple dx7s um and i mostly use that because this new song i had was a very fm synthesis based song and um uh, it's pretty dope i actually like it maybe i should play a little bit nah fuck that i don't feel like playing any of it so um yeah, so uh, I also checked out Tim Felton's jam. Uh, f- uh, was it Funky on Adams or Adams gets funky? Adams goes funky. Um, it's uh, it's at Rosie O'Grays every Tuesday. It's a funk uh, soul jam. You should definitely go check it out if you are in San Diego. It was dope. Some of the city's best and brightest players were out Tuesday. I got to see my buddy Cubby who plays for you know a whole bunch of people out in San Diego. Always touring. I got to see Tim, who is, of course, Tim Felton of the Surefire Soul Ensemble, who is an incredible band leader and, and uh, engineer, uh, sound engineer in his amazing studio, The Kitchen 2. Uh, oh, my God. I saw so many people. Uh, I can't even remember all of them. Uh, but it was great. And I was able to meet some people, and I, I'm going to get some podcasts out of that. So we'll be seeing that coming up here soon and and tim said he wants to come back on the show so we'll have tim back in here they got a new album surefire soul ensemble has a new album coming out in september so 
keep your uh, ears to the ground for that. So, okay. So we get past, um, so I'm in San Diego for a week in between these runs. We only had six shows. And Friday comes and Vista and Vista and that's Indian Joe's Brewery. And for whatever reason, they cancel on us. So sorry, guys, if anybody actually showed up to that, they canceled that. Um, they were they were being weird with us anyways. Um, so we weren't really too bummed out. They were being kind of weird about money and like promoting and shit. They, they just didn't want to do anything. They're just like, anyways, so fuck them. Fuck you, Indian Joe's Brewery. We don't give a fuck about you anyways. Um, so then we go to Yuma, which, fuck, Ricky's other place, which we ended up playing. And people actually came out, like, to see us. It was fucking crazy. Like like I said, we are playing our best. And, like, like it's like it's like a reflection of our best playing is people coming to see it. It's weird. I know that sounds ridiculous, but, like... As we've gotten better, more people have come to see us specifically. And that counts for Texas. And it's the Southwest, man. I don't know what it is. I mean, uh, reggae is getting out there. You know, the Cal Roots scene is kind of spreading east. You know, I know Revolution is kind of has a name around Ohio in this area. Hyrie's coming to Detroit. Uh, I would actually like to go see Hyrie and see if fucking see how their crowd is out there. I mean, you know, like it's it's growing. This this scene's growing. It's beautiful. So uh, you know, we're kind of with it too, and and we're growing too, and and that feels really good. The thing about being on the road with a bunch of middle aged guys is like after the show we'll go get like Jack in a Box or some kind of awful food. Go back to the hotel. You know, some of them are drunk from the or buzz from the night whatever and we just sit there and mouth breathe eat our food loudly and then fall asleep so you know we're not like party animals anymore it's not it's it's a much slower pace which i think is great because that's my life now i mean i'm almost 40 i got kids you know half the band has kids and half the band's almost 40 or or 40 or above if we're middle-aged men okay we we sweat a lot we have hair growing out of places that sh- hair should never grow. Uh, you, you, we drink coffee at 10 p.m. and go right to bed. It's fucking how it is, man. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, Yuma was great. We had a great time. There was this pl- this cactus CBD something. What is it? They gave us hats. It was very nice. And they gave us all these pre-rolls, but it was all fucking CBD joints. Uh, Arizona has medical marijuana, but if you get caught with weed, it's still a felony. So if you have your medical card, it's cool. But if you, it, and it, like Ohio, it depends on the cop. It depends on the county. It depends on the city. It depends on who, you, you know, it just depends. It's very subjective to whatever, whoever and wherever you're at. Um, you could get a felony or you could just be let go. It's fucking crazy. And there, everybody was all tripping about going through the border stop. It's like, they're going, there's like a 90% chance the dogs are going to smell your weed. And then you're going to get like a $500 ticket. And it's like, they federally, and this is how fucking stupid our, our country is at times. I love this country, by the way. I love America. But the great thing about America is you can criticize it because that's our right. And actually, it's 
our patriotic duty to criticize our government and how shit's running and to make change. So it is our duty to talk shit about America. <laughs> and this is how fucking stupid America can be at times. You know, I love America, but it's not perfect. I love my wife, but she's not perfect. I love my son, but she's not perfect. I'm starting to like myself, but I'm definitely not perfect. But federally, the border stops are are the border stops are ran on a federal level, and then of course everything else is ran on a state level. So when you go through these border things and you get caught with weed, they're, they're, they like to say, like, well, federally, it's a Schedule 1 and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, shut the fuck up, you fucking mongol. You, you, you idiot. Like, you know for a fact that this means nothing. And, if you know, I, I get it if, if it was, like, some cartel bringing in pounds and pounds of weed. But it's weed. I don't care if a cartel's bringing in pounds and pounds of weed. Pounds and pounds of meth? Okay. Pounds and pounds of hay, Ron? Okay. Pounds and pounds of weed? Get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. It's like, we're still dealing with it. I was actually, like, infuriated by this conversation we were having. I was, like, angry because I was like, why are we even fucking talking about this? Like, who gives a fuck? We'll just leave it in our fucking backpack. We'll go through the fucking thing. No one's going to say shit. It's 115 fucking degrees outside. Do you think anyone gives a fuck? Uh, so, and it was exactly that. It was like, ugh. I mean, I wasn't that mean or angry about it, but inside, I mean, I didn't say much just because I was like, I was just thinking like, why the fuck are we even talking about this? Like this is bullshit. And the fact that we have to have this conversation is bullshit. And the fact that all this, that alcohol, the worst drug ever for the body, the only drug that will kill you when you try to step away from it. When you try to quit drug alcohol, if you're that deep, it can kill you to stop drinking. Not even heroin does that. So, <clears throat> fuck alcohol. The most legal drug and most celebrated drug. Oh, God. And, and then these prescription drugs. It's just so gross. It's so gross. I, I hate it. It's and so So, here's my little... Uh, my little um, talk on why weed is better than alcohol. And we're moving on. So uh, then we get to, let's see. So we stayed in Yuma. Thanks, Wayne, by the way. Wayne is awesome. He fucking, if, if you guys are, if there's any bands who are looking, or reggae bands looking to go to an awesome place to play, Ricky's other place in Yuma is dope. Even if it is a swingers bar, I love it. Uh, Wayne fucking hooked it up. He fucking he brought us a bunch of booze. He brought us a bunch of of uh, what did he bring us? He brought us chips. He bought us pizzas. I mean, we we're treated like people, which is is which is nice on the road. It's nice to be treated like a person. I I had a great time. It was, I mean, he was just very hospitable. And then the next day, we had to drop off his cooler at a spot, and um, he fucking we went out to his ranch house out in the middle of the desert. But it was beautiful. It was huge. I'm sorry I keep yawning, guys. I'm fucking still recovering from the road. Yesterday was a fucking haze. Oh, my God. But he had this beautiful ranch. He has, like, horses and shit. It was amazing. It was amazing. Um, Just such a great guy and just such a, you know, like. Anyways, thank you, Wayne. We appreciate it. So next we went out to Phoenix, which was pretty awesome. It was we were linking back up with Jeremy Nostradi or J Rock, J Rock Live, and uh, Jeremy's always been an ally of the band. He managed us briefly for a little bit, um, 
it more uh, more in the earlier days before we had any kind of cachet or anything um he was really good to us then and uh it was so he invited us out to his phoenix show he does at last last exit live we played with some incredible bands um i just really great bands and uh, i can't remember ziki lee ziki lee ziki kisi ziki kisi fuck i can't remember anyways they were great um, I got some video of them, and I'll be posting all this stuff on my Instagram. Again, go follow me at We Speak English Good on Instagram. Um, that's where the party's at, anyways. So, yeah, had a wonderful time playing Phoenix. They had an awesome green room. There was this great taco shop next door to uh, to the green room and to the bar. Uh, the green room was separate from the bar, so that was amazing. So we could just at any time just walk away, go get you know, go chill out. They had cold cuts and coffee, and and there was a shower and shit in in the green room and uh, or in the bathroom. It was a great bathroom, by the way. It was a great bathroom for a green room. It had a shower. It had a long, uh, it had a washing machine and a dryer. It had Sensodyne for sensitive teeth. Uh, I had. I had a story. Maybe I'll repost it. I'll maybe I'll put that story together into um, a, a Instagram post and put it up. But I, I thought it was fun. I did some uh, some. I did a tour of the bathroom, which is stupid, but uh, funny. So, <laughs> so the show was great. The gig was wonderful. Um, I, we we had uh, you know people were out to see us and. Uh, I saw somebody sing. I saw some people singing songs and stuff. It was very weird. Um, it, it, it just great vibes everywhere. Uh, just very supportive scene. The other bands were very nice to us. They they showed us a lot of respect and much respect back to them. They're just killing it. They're out there desert skanking. So <laughs> do your thing. Um, AZ Roots. I think we might be playing uh, Arizona Roots, which is uh, put on by California Roots. So be on the lookout for that in February. I think we're going to be doing it. It's not confirmed yet, but I would love for us to do that because I love those dudes from the Cal Roots dudes are so amazing. So this leads us to where we begin. So I forgot my fucking recorder. Now I'm tearing down right getting ready because we had to drive straight back from phoenix to uh to san diego because chris had to go to work or he's gonna lose his teaching credentials so um we were in a hurry i was tearing down chris hurt his back somehow so i was helping him get his shit out and i remember stopping looking up and be like oh shit i gotta get my recorder so i i always place my recorder somewhere where no one's gonna really see it only I kind of know where it's at and because I don't want no one just jacking it. But, of course, I look at it and be like, okay, I'll grab this stuff and I'll come back and get my recorder. Usually, because I know who I am, I know myself somewhat, I stop what I'm doing. I go and do what I got to do first because I know if I don't do it right now, I'm going to fucking forget because that's who I am. So, what did I do? I was like, I'll come back and get it. I've been smoking weed, eating weed, fucking just fucking weed in its mouth for the last fucking week and a half. And I really thought I was going to come back and get it. So the the bar owner was kicking us all out as we were leaving. So they wanted to get the fuck out of there. They left like when we did. 
And so we're down on the freeway and I'm like, oh, fuck. And I forgot because uh, Chris was like, hey, can we listen to the recording of the show? And I'm like, yeah, let's listen to it. Oh. <sighs> so uh, there was nothing we could do about it. We just continued on home. Uh, I hit up skanky and junior who was staying they're flying out of phoenix the next morning so i was like hey can you guys go get my recorder and then mail it back to me there the bar is closed on mondays so uh tuesday i tried calling the bar i hit up j-rock he was like yeah it's cool you know i'll get it from him so i hit him up on facebook yesterday and was like hey can you mail it to me they got back to me they found it they have it um i i was like hey can you send it to me because he asked me if he wanted to give it to J-Rock. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But I'd prefer if it would be in the least amount of hands as possible. If you, so I asked him if he could bring, uh, if he would mail it to me. And they stopped responding. So I don't think they want to mail it to me. So I think I'm going to tell them to just give it to J-Rock. Hopefully J-Rock can mail it to me. I mean, J-Rock is always mailing shit out. So, I mean, he, he ran the merch for Slightly Stupid and Tribal Seeds and a gang of other bands like he's been tour managing i mean he's he's been like really high level um in crew member for these like you know really big national touring acts so um yeah it, the the shows were great i mean like i said like people were coming out to see us and and as a band we've been performing fucking so good and and even jeremy j-rock was saying is like wow you guys have stepped up from the first time i saw you to now he's like you guys are just fucking are massive so we're really i'm really proud of this project and i'm really happy that i've stayed a part of it i'm really happy that i was able to make it out and i'm shit i'm happy that they still invite me out to the shows you know you know going uh going hawaii and south by southwest i mean these are great great opportunities great shows that i love and you know you guys get to come with me so i i love that aspect about um you know, going out and doing these shows. Um, <clears throat> again, I'm bummed out that I didn't get an interview with Dan Kelly. Uh, I, I planned on it, but I was so hungry that I just couldn't manage to get an interview. But I did get the audio um, from the show. So as soon as I get my recorder, hopefully, if I ever get it, we'll have three new podcasts. We'll have, um, let's see, we'll have a van cast with SRP where we actually sit there and learn about SRP, where we come from, Skanks Roots Project. Uh, let's see, we have, uh, uh, oh, we have another brown cast. So all my white listeners prepare to be alienated. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because I know that I let people perceive me as a white person, but I'm still claiming brown. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing that. If, 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 uh, if, if, no, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> I brown nicely, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, let me see. Oh, where were we? God damn it. Anyways, um, uh, I didn't get an interview with Dan. I was too hungry. I should have, but I did get the audio from his show. So as soon as that's up and ready, I'll post that as a bootleg show. Uh, I'll post uh, those other two podcasts. And did I do another one? I feel like I did another podcast, but I don't think I did. Anyways, there's three podcasts sitting on my recorder, plus a gang of content that I, I'm just so bummed out. 
Plus, that fucks me because I need that recorder to do more podcasts here. So I'm sort of at like this weird impasse where I can do like these solo podcasts and I can do, uh, I don't even know if I can do a, a hookup on uh, my Scarlet, the Scarlet 6i6, was just, which is just an interface, an audio interface, it, it's too powerful for my computer, so it stops when you have more than one channel plugged in. So that's lame. So I literally need this recorder to do more podcasts. And that fucking, oh my God, dude. So I'm kind of up a shit creek, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm just sort of explaining what's going on. I realize you guys don't, I, well, I'm also doing sort of a wrap-up of the tour, but also I wanted to tell you guys that I'm sorry that, uh, yeah, well, I'm first of all, I'm sorry that you don't like fucking reruns, okay? I'm sorry, but that them's the breaks, okay? I do this all myself, all of it. My wife helps me sometimes with stuff, but... All of this is helps me. Yeah, I'm mean, not helps me. Well, it does help me. But all, I do this all myself. So I, 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 it's hard to stay up on it. It's hard to keep booking guests. I'm very busy. I, I do a lot of stuff. So uh, I, I do apologize that you don't like my reruns. But I don't apologize for posting them because they're great content and I have all this content and I'm going to use it the way I see fit. So I, the, the numbers and the emails, you know, I have to ignore for now because I have too much shit to do, but there will be new podcasts coming up. And as soon as I get my recorder, I'll start posting those podcasts again. 200th episode is in the can. So that's just waiting to, to go. Um, uh, with with uh, with with a band, but I, I want to wait for the 200th episode. I want to wait for 200, and uh, so this this is gonna be an official episode, and um, yeah. So <clears throat> that's it. I mean the I mean that's basically everything. Um, oh, I did. I, I don't know if I mentioned the CBD joints in in Yuma, but they didn't get you high at all. CBD joints. It was like smoking hemp, but they smelled and tasted really good. But there's just no point in that. I, I saw that on my notes here, and I forgot that I that I uh, that I brushed over that without talking shit about the CBD joints. So, uh, yeah. So once we got back into town Monday morning, I, I slept for a few hours, and I ended up having to take the van back to the the rental place at the airport. My buddy Caleb came and got me, and we went to some weird uh, fabric store in National City. Cause my boy, he does uh he does uh work Tokyo Electric at Tokyo Electric. If you want to go follow him, um, he does embroidery and design and yes, Caleb, he's a cool ass motherfucker. You guys know Caleb. If you've been with the show since the beginning, he was the original co-host. Um, and he's also who I did the Browncast with. My boy Hefe and Caleb MCI and me, we did a Browncast where we definitely. We definitely talk about. There's <laughs> definitely, it's definitely an ethnic-driven discussion. But anyways, that's it. Um, uh, that's most of it, right? Yeah. And then Tuesday, I just, I mean, like, I, yeah, Monday, I went hung out with Caleb to do embroidery, but we ended up just like making fun of YouTube videos, and I ended up getting being so high, I was eating edibles. And fucking, I just slept most of the day. And then finally made it back to Sam's, packed, and then slept all night. 
and then flew all day yesterday at uh or not yesterday but on Tuesday and I came home and I actually had to get right to work cuz I had to start editing this video for a project I'm doing and then I had to present it to a board member a board like a, a for um for a nonprofit organization so I had to meet with their board members the next morning uh, with my haphazardly thrown together video that I had to present them, which ended up making a couple people in the board cry. So, hey, I don't even remember. I, like, I honestly don't even remember editing the fucking video. Like, I, I, I was up until like one thirty. After flying home from San Diego after tour, flew home, uh, went to my mom's, had a huge meal, which I shouldn't have did. And then came home and went to work for, you know, until 1.30 in the morning. And then set my alarm for 5. And then I just kept on pushing snooze until 5.30. Uh, but woke up at 5.30, made coffee, and went right back to editing. Also, just, you know, just side note, I ended up getting, like, super high at, like, f- like 6 in the morning and editing the shit out of this video. So, no, I don't remember the process at all. I don't remember editing. I don't even remember the decision-making process. Like, sometimes when you're editing video or when you're editing audio or whatever, there's, you know, like, you can remember why you made that decision to put an echo on the drums or why you decided to put a, a black-and-white filter on this particular clip, you know? like I don't remember any of those decisions why... I made any decisions to do any of it. I just went. And um, a couple people cried. There was a guy who saw through the bullshit, which is totally fine. Because I immediately saw through the bullshit as I was presenting it. People liked it, though, so it's fine. Um, it was my first draft. I told everybody, hey, this is my first draft. And I was very honest with everybody. and very And, and I'm confident about my editing skills to an extent, so... Um, that, that a lot goes away. My wife was like, "All you gotta do is go in there and show your white man confidence." And I'm just like, "God damn it, my white man confidence." So, so that I honestly, that's what I did. I mean, I just went in there. I own, and second of all, I was late. So I own that I was late. I own that when I walked into the meeting, I was like five minutes late. My computer was open. Uh oh, Bishop is awake. And um yeah, I went in there and it was still bouncing down. Uh the video was still bouncing down because it's a 4K video and it's like 8 minutes, so it took it forever to bounce down. And uh yeah, so I walked in there not even complete. And by the way, it bounced down the raw footage. So it it basically did nothing. So when I went to play it, it was just the raw footage. I was like, why the fuck is it doing this to me right now at fucking nine in the morning? (laughs) So that's what happened. And then yesterday was just a malaise. Like I I did the meeting. I had some errands to run, but it's been hard, guys. And then so today is the first day with a full night's rest in my own bed uh, where, where I got to sleep. But I mean, I didn't sleep for very long, so it doesn't matter. Anyways, that's everything. That's my wrap up. I'll be back with a new podcast hopefully Wednesday. I I don't know how I'm gonna do it. It might just be 
it might just be another one of these solo casts. I don't know. It just I'm so uh, like I, I do apologize for my own ridiculous, uh, my own stupidity for losing all that content, losing my recorder. Hopefully, I get it back. I don't know if that's gonna be an option, but hopefully. So, um, I, I do have to. I do have to apologize. Someone kept. Someone told me stop apologizing recently they're like you need to stop apologizing you apologize way too much but there are some things it's it's okay to be sorry for some things uh i am sorry that people don't like my thing my reruns sorry you don't like it but i'm not sorry that i uh, that i post them because fuck that this is what i i have to do what i gotta do uh and uh, i am sorry that i forgot my recorder because that directly affects you know you guys and um, so Again, thanks for sticking around with me, guys. I appreciate it. Um, it it's it's uh, it was a great run of shows. Uh, I'm so happy to be a part of Skanks Roots Project, and uh, be on the lookout for some awesome content coming, uh, some videos and all kinds of cool stuff coming out. So, all right, guys, that's it for me. Uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Uh, Bishop, do you want to say anything? Well, there you go. Bishop just raspberried into the microphone. All right, guys. I'll see you next time. Rush.